you're listening to The Watchers, a show where two women from opposite ends of New Jersey watch TV about New Jersey. I'm Jody, And I'm Andrea. And this week, the women were vocalizing hauntingly. I noticed that. I noticed that. It was a haunting vocalization this week. It was haunting, week. not eerie. No. Haunting. Which yeah. is fitting yes. for this episode. Yes. Which, can I say packed packed so fully packed episode some of my like many of my favorite things about this series are in this episode and i also feel like it's such a good cross-section of what the show can be like if you only had one episode well probably you would start with the pilot but if you could only show somebody like one episode of this show Mm -hmm. this one is like this is what the show is when it's at its best i think even as we get into season two i think that's still true i think even more so than the pilot i mean like Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there is the the initial scene, but I do think that, like, incorporating sort of the pettiness and the, like, teen girl stuff, plus, like, all of the political stuff in the present, this just had has everything. It has, like, teens dancing. It has Misty poisoning someone. <laughs> it, it, has it has Nat and Travis. Myths about uh, women's menstrual cycles. Yep. 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 It has it has biscuit. <laughs> it does have biscuit. Yeah. Fearing Which for I, his and his family's life rightly yeah. so. I did a little bit of uh di- deep diving into tvtropes.org, which mm-hmm. is uh a real fun resource mm-hmm. for all of these different tropes and and on that website this is referred to as the evil detecting dog. <laughs> He's right. He's yeah. so right. Yeah, we a know character's that now. dog reacting. Actually, this is super interesting. A character's dog reacting oddly to their presence is often the first sign that a character has been replaced by an evil twin. Ooh. Yeah, and yeah. You know, Ty is her own evil twin. Yes. Yeah, this one had a lot going on in it. I think we get, we'll start. We'll start ninety six. We'll get to Ty, but a very clear, maybe our first really extremely clear, definite other tie showing up yeah. in this one. Yeah. She really flips mm-hmm. in that press conference. Just the way she's, we'll get, we'll get there. I love this episode. It's such a good one. Yeah. What a heartwarming opening. I found it so cringy, honestly. Like there's something about the teenage girlhood of it. But that's what's heartwarming about I know. it. Exactly. Exactly. I know. It's but I had, very cringy. As, but, but as a teen who loved to dance, as we've established. I was going to say, look inward, Jody. Well, but, okay, this is so stupid and nitpicky, but, like, I was, a, I was a teen who loved dance, and I would never have called out various moves as I was doing them. That seems fully weird. Well, I think they're working on the routine together, so they're, I know, but, like, it, the, but, yeah. And also, they're not dancers, they're soccer players. Fair. Who are dancing. Yeah, they're not very good at the dancing. I think that is authentic, real yeah. behavior for teens who aren't actually dancers. Just just embarrassing <laughs> it's, to watch. It's very sweet. It's very cringy. You're so correct. But, like, but I, I just think of all of those, uh, like, TikTok loves to do them now. It'll, the background will be, like, an old computer room, and it'll be two yeah. adults, but in, like, you know, their shirts from their like limited two shirts and they're like <laughs> us making the family watch us do a routine. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like always and the, it's like most... the running man. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the equivalent here. And we've got yeah. poor... Ben is like, like kind of like charmed by yeah. the silliness. I'm sure it's, you know, 
it really knowing what's coming feels like these last vestiges as we see them of of like sweetness and normalcy and Mm -hmm. like an attempt to hold on to what was before right and the batteries dying are such a like sign of that right like oh god yeah yeah little montel jordan (laughs) perfect song i that song such a good song still it's a great song Mm -hmm. and we see misty kind of like off to the side like taking part but also still a little bit not in the middle of the group yeah exactly but even laura lee she's into it yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Do you think she thinks this is what causes the evil later? <laughs> it's like her engaging the in dancing, this dancing. The sinfulness uh-huh. of dancing. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think she's still worried about calling her music teacher a cunt. Mm-hmm. Um, um, my... they blow... Wait, I want to say this. <laughs> this You're going to say exactly what I was going to say. The blowing on the Walkman <laughs> and hitting it is so funny to yeah, me. Yeah. I literally... Okay. So speaking of that TV tropes website that Mm -hmm. i was looking at they referred to this as percussive maintenance because they're hitting it oh my god i love that it says also known as the technical tap this is a method of repairing malfunctioning devices by hitting them really hard this is the case of truth in television as many people will often do this with malfunctioning machinery frequently with surprisingly mixed results it's just like percussive maintenance is just a great word i believe it's technical term is the fonz I think is what it's actually oh, called. Smacking the jukebox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've learned I don't believe this, but apparently blowing into, for example, a Nintendo cartridge mm-hmm. is way more likely to do more harm than harm. good. Because you're introducing moisture, moisture. like friction. Yeah. 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 But I but that, it has worked many yeah. times for me, I think. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I think that's where the because you wouldn't have necessarily and this is no one cares this is a nitpick but you wouldn't have necessarily blown into a walkman yeah i that's I've you might have hit it that. or shaken it but you wouldn't have like you would have taken the batteries out and like roll them around mm-hmm. but like the blowing into the thing was for video games yeah these people for like nintendo but anyway but, but, you know they're desperate you give it a shot yeah they're losing their their music and their humanity <laughs> exactly and uh yeah Ben, Ben is such a dad here. I think the ghost decided it was time to get some sleep. I think that's Ben, right? Or is yeah, it? Ben. Yeah, yeah. It's a very dad thing. Yeah, and they hear that creaking upstairs. And this is the f- we get another I've... one of those watching shots too in this scene from the outside. Yeah, yeah. but I also noticed that um, when they hear the creaking, Mari says maybe it's the dead guy. Nat mentions that it, his he had missing fingers. Yeah. She said maybe it's his, his missing fingers. They seem to know a lot about him that they have somehow learned off screen. Like, they're, like, Shauna calls him Jacques yeah, later. Yeah, which I noticed this time and was like, wait, do we know that's his actual name? Right. I and, guess so. And, like, she says it as if it is definitely his name, not just like, well, we think we're in the yeah. French-Canadian wilderness. So he's probably, yeah. he's probably like Jacques or something. Um, right. So it seems like there's some stuff that has happened off camera. In my head, they, like, it, we don't ever find any of his writings on screen right right in my head they like like, found a journal or something yeah they rifled through his possessions and found something with his name on it right yeah but that's just makes sense kind of speculation on it's also possible they were just like ah Jacques that's a good name for the dead man yeah exactly um so we uh, just misty absolute sex pest just disgusting it's bad yeah, it's really this 
this rewatch has made me more suspicious of Adam, but also of Misty. Like, and I don't know suspicious of what, because she freely does <laughs> all of these say, things. Yeah. She's not hiding it, but it's actually made me be like, maybe she's more involved in stuff in 2021 than we know, because she's fucking like, she's just irrepressible in like the worst way. Well, it's funny because watching through this episode, especially toward the end, they're obviously like wanting you to think that. And we've learned that Misty, taking aside what you just said, going into this, I'm like, oh, yeah, they really wanted you to think Misty might have more going on. And the, like, delight of it is that, no, Misty's just crazy on her own terms, and this is how she acts and does around the people that she cares about in her own way, right? Um, Yeah. But... But also, who knows? Like, I there's nothing I've said I'm this back before. In it. Like, I will put nothing past her. <laughs> That's what I was just gonna say. There's nothing I wouldn't yeah. put. I wouldn't put past Misty. Um, yeah, I think sometimes I talk about Misty like, well, she's just a very like damaged person who's protecting herself, and you know, like in the best way she knows how, because that's what everybody's doing, and maybe we should have. But also. Then there's an episode like this where you're like, no, she's just a demon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she tripped him last episode. This episode, <laughs> he rejects her and she poisons him. Jesus. Like, she just has no conscience about any of it. Exactly. Yeah. We, uh, he tells her not to touch him and gets really mad, which of course later leads to the poisoning. Um, Nat wakes up Jackie. Right. Jackie's Everyone has cramps. In. Yes, yes, this is Jackie being unhelpful, as she has been. I go back and forth because I'm like, yeah, everybody needs to help. But she's also kind of like, I get being like, why why even bother? Like, what's the yeah. what's the point? I do get we it. We talked about this a little bit last time where, like, I don't know that I would have, maybe I would be super helpful, but I also could easily see myself just falling into depression and being like, we're all going to die, right. guys. Why are we doing this? Exactly. Like this is a waste of time, but but they're seeing it as her being like lazy and too, and like kind of like princessy, right? Like a little too good, yeah, for all of this. Um, is this where we talk about the fact that people who have periods they don't, don't sync, sync up. up? They don't. Yeah. Yep. It's. I know. Do you, Do you know the the McClintock effect? Do you know what? So the, I the, read like... about it just recently. Like I was looking at. This is why I was late this morning to our recording because <laughs> I was. You're reading about. I the... was looking at this. Yeah. McClintock is such a good '90s action. It's like yeah. last day on the job kind of guy would be Detective McClintock, but it's just a woman who is a psychologist who. In, like, the 70s, she, like, noticed when she was in college that it seemed to her that women who were good friends, their periods Mm -hmm. would sync up. And then she did a study that... They don't. Well, and the way she did the study is she had women... She had these 135 or 25 um, women check in with her a few times. It was, like, a few times throughout the year, like, every three months. Mm -hmm. And to let her know, like, when their periods started. Mm -hmm. And... By October, they were two days closer together, which is just Hmm. like, that doesn't, but that doesn't tell you, that doesn't actually tell you anything. First of all, there's like so much variation month, like there can be, I should say, not everybody's, but like, and they're, (laughs) 
there are only so many days in the month, like overlap yeah. is going to happen. And yeah. it's also like anything you read about it is like, well, and there's also confirmation bias, right? You're so much more likely right. to remember the times they did sync up than when they didn't. And just yeah. also like mathematically, it's going to happen sometimes. Yeah. Um, but people yeah. believe this so much to this to this day now. I know. I So I... I came across the whole McClintock effect thing actually through the Vulture recap of this episode where it's mentioned, which I, Vulture's great. But they say, um, the Yellow Jacket survivors have reached the point where their periods have synced up, which seems to happen often amongst groups of friends, coworkers, or women who live together, but isn't actually a science thing. It's more like a, quote, women are made of magic thing. <laughs> Studies have been performed for years, blah, blah, blah. Um on the McClintock effect, which proposes that, quote, an alpha uterus has a strong hormonal pull <laughs> that causes other cycles around it to menstruate in okay. unison. Who's the alpha uterus in this group? I, I, that's my new band name, alpha <laughs> uterus. Um, we know it's, we know it's not Shauna. It's so perfect. I just, that phrase is going to make me happy forever. It's very good. Alpha uterus is so funny. It's not Shauna. It's so good. It's not Shauna. Um, who would it be? It's not Jackie. Or is Probably it Jackie? Hi. Is it Jackie? Because she's the one, she says, like, if you were with a group of women and suddenly mm-hmm. your period synced up with everybody else mm-hmm. and you suddenly had cramps and had your period at a time of the month when it's not typical for you to, mm-hmm. and you woke up with cramps, you might be like, I don't know that you'd be like, oh, I have cramps. You'd be like, oh, it's weird. You know what I mean? But she's like, this yeah. seems like when I should be having these symptoms so maybe she's yeah maybe the fact that they're treating her so poorly Uh uh-huh is what calls in because she's the alpha uterus this dark energy right god um also the the problem with the mcclintock effect is for this is that like if all of these women crash in the wilderness if we weren't believing in the McClintock effect and suddenly all of their periods synced up, yeah. you'd be like, That's what fucking witchy. Dark magic is happening yeah. here. We're so powerful. Yeah. Who's the alpha uterus? Also, it's only been a few weeks, I think. I think it, I think this is their That's f- real fast. Yeah. That's it's the- gonna be months and months for if, yeah. if, if even if it was a thing. Right. Yeah. Just the also, idea that like suddenly all of, and all of these girls are already spending you spend if the McClintock effect were true. Mm-hmm. every person with a period in high school would have it at the same time the because same you time. spend all of your time with the same people. College dorms. Especially, right, college dorms, especially the everyone. soccer team. They're together yeah. morning till night. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then they're partying in the woods together. This should have been yeah. like, oh, hey, yeah. once time again, period. time for a yeah. collective period. Yeah. Yeah. I also like that later Travis refers to it as menses. <laughs> So, uh, so, or maybe it's Nat that refers to it as menses. She says you're afraid of our menses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He refers uh, to it as lady blood. Yeah, which is also pretty good, actually. (laughs) I, uh, I also just noted to myself here that I think Jackie's a Libra, and I know we've had this conversation before, Uh but she just reads Libra to me, and that's not necessarily. I am also a Libra. It's not necessarily a compliment. Um, but she, I think she's more of a Virgo cusp and more of a Scorpio okay. cusp. Yeah. Yeah. I could, yeah, I could see that. She's I think, giving Libra I think, vibes. Well, I think, I think Scorpio cusp is a little on the, 
knows for the way we think about the way people think about Jackie. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I think we've yeah. got a more nuanced view of her, but I can yeah, see I other people. I think she's more of a Virgo cusp. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I would buy that. Yeah. I, I I don't know why this came to me right here, but I think it was her sort of like, she's still doing her hair. She's still buttoning up her, sh- like, Rolling her cute up her little button down and, and like wearing like a little sweater. Mm-hmm. Like she's still trying. Whereas everyone else is like chopping wood with axes and sweating. And and it's funny because you can look at that one way as her being too good to whatever. We just talked about this. Yeah. But it is also like I'm refusing to submit. I'm the alpha uterus here and I'm refusing <laughs> to submit to. We need t-shirts. <laughs> alpha uterus. Forget the antler queen. I want to know who the, who the alpha yeah. uterus is. <laughs> amazing <laughs> amazing but she does go to get water and sees lottie standing in the lake creepily like she does she's always standing creepily with her back to people yes she's yeah, like staring into the distance it's like her whole the like lottie motif yeah that's like what she what she does it's also i somebody on reddit noted like right about where um like when the plane explodes mm-hmm. it's a very similar shot oh yeah of like her standing right there. Mm-hmm. And this is the episode where Laura Lee is looking, yeah, starts to get manual. the idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she said something about how like her grandpa could do it. There's a, there's a TikTok sound going around right now. That's like, how hard can it be? Boys do it. <laughs> and it just reminded me of Laura Lee. Uh-huh. She's like, how hard can it be? My dumb grandpa did it. She's like, she, yeah, I, I can't wait till we get to the plane. It is. It's, it's just the best. I so knew that that's what Chris was talking about. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Immediately. Yeah. It's just such a moment. It's perfect. It's, and it made me laugh so hard, and it really shouldn't have. Oh, me too. And everybody yeah. I've talked to who likes the show the right way, yeah. that yeah. part made them laugh. Yeah. It's so, oh, it's, my we'll, God. we'll get there, but it's so over the top. Yeah. Um, um, we find out here that Shauna is late on her period. And we get that that haunting line, you're lucky you're a virgin or we'd have to worry. Jackie has been too self-absorbed all this time to have any sort of inkling, right, that Shauna and Jeff. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I'm, like, tempted to read into it because she's, like, bringing that up. But I think that she's still oblivious it's at this point. It's just her being an asshole to her best friend the way that she likes to yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. But then Shauna realizes she needs to quash that pretty mm-hmm. quick. So she goes and dips a pad in deer blood, which is like, there's a lot of like deer blood, writing with blood, drawing with blood, yeah. marking your head with blood. They're Lots all very blood. comfortable with animal yeah. blood already. Yeah. Uh, but Ty sees her. Right. And that's where we start to get, you know, the the bond that we see develop between Ty and Shauna. I feel like we see it start here. Totally. They have secrets. And then Shauna very smoothly, thanks for jinxing me. <laughs> yeah. Notice me as I do this in front of you. Exactly. Take your headphones out, Jackie. Look at what I'm doing. <laughs> I love, I love uh, Shauna's pep talk. And oh, my God. She says, uh, <laughs> the time they're supposed to go to Whip Splash River. Is the name of the water park? Yeah. That's is that Which, is that Action Park? 
It's got to be. It's got to be because Action Park is like, it has to be, right? Because it's like class action park is the joke, right? And then whip splash whip yeah. splash whiplash is their play yeah, right yeah, yeah. like that i hadn't thought about that but that has to be a, an action park reference i think so yeah for our listeners if you haven't watched the class action park documentary and you you're not from jersey and you want to know what it was like growing up <laughs> in north jersey especially just watch that and you'll understand us better because mm-hmm. that was our and it would have been fun place it would have been peak for them these girls whether they're monmouth, whether they're monmouth county or bergen county i think they're the two going sort of they're monmouth they, i think they're definitely monmouth and yeah. even even taking out the that's where bart and ashley are from like that's the big enough reason but even if you take yeah. that out i think these are monmouth county girls but i've seen yeah, like because action Re- park is in vernon township it's close enough right yeah no uh so this is 96 right mm-hmm. apparently in early 1995 uh action park was operated with no liability insurance <laughs> New Jersey did not require it, and the parent company found it more economical to go to court than purchase liability insurance mm-hmm. since they lied on their, relied on their own self-insurance. Um, yeah, so there's got to be Action Park they're talking about. Like That's a so 100%, funny. I think. The necklace changes hands again. I, I know. We, I've gone back and forth. How did I watch this scene the first time through and think sometimes women's friendships are just complicated? because they are but these but sean is clearly in love with you taught me how to be like this you know yeah being your dumb hot awesome self yeah come on so as you said jackie puts the necklace on so now we know she's pit girl obviously (laughs) i when i went back to look at the looking at the reddit threads from when these uh episodes first aired is so funny because everybody was so obsessed with the things we remember being obsessed with where the necklace is who's got the necklace like mm-hmm. who's pit girl who's antler queen oh the antlers are behind this person in this uh-huh. scene oh there's the antlers behind misty oh my god the antlers are behind bed what does that mean and it's like oh my god we needed to relax yeah, a little bit just a little bit yeah um this is the great menses scene yeah it's not my fault your lady blood is scaring all the prey away yeah although i think it's really funny that um like so this this episode is very witchy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very seance as they said. It's very light as a feather, stiff as a board. It's very the craft. It's very, like, all of that stuff. Totally. And to me, that is a little... I'm not trying not to get too heady with it, but it is a little bit tied up in the whole, like... Like, uh, the fact that women bleed every month, like... Tied Tied, into well, it's because it's related to the moon, and yeah, it's like, and it's this idea of like the actual women as witches, like persecution factor. Mm -hmm. There's just something for me that's like swirling around this Mm -hmm. that is connecting like light witchcraft, like 90s teen witchcraft, with like serious, like, uh like dangerous women and the way that dangerous women are persecuted. I don't know. There's like a thesis forming in my head that I will support with JSTOR articles later, but <laughs> there's something going on there. Yeah. I think you're totally right. I don't think it's an accident that the period episode is also the seance episode. Like, I, yeah. I think you're totally right. Yeah. Oh, uh, we see Nat and Travis are, are kind of flirting. Mm-hmm. They're, they've turned it into a competition. <laughs> they seem to be successfully hunting. Yeah. 
You know, they're still feeding everybody. They're keeping track of who's caught their kills. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing well enough to feel like they can, that it's fun to make a game of it. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's fun because we see Nat and Travis being all flirty and then we immediately see Van and Ty hiding behind a tree Mm -hmm. and like making out, which is adorable. I've always gotten the impression that this was happening before Mm. that their relationship was secret before the crash. Right. I think so. Mm-hmm. If not, it was percolating. If not, and... they had like Sean and Jackie levels of friendship before yeah. the crash. Yeah. Because again, we know the first person Van, the first person Ty goes looking for after the crash is Van. Yeah. Yeah. There was already something there for sure. It's it's just a matter of whether like being out in the woods away from everything allowed them to just be more like open mm-hmm. and, you know. Make out behind a tree where they can definitely be seen <laughs> if anybody comes outside. Yeah, they're not too worried not about hiding. Be, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, which we, I know we talked about this when we first talked about season one, but I think that the politics of what it was like to be a queer teen in the 90s is a little kinder in this mm-hmm. show than it was in real life. Mm-hmm. But I also don't mind that. It's a little wish fulfillment y yeah. for me. Yeah. You know. But I, I think that's okay. These yeah. girls have been through enough. Let them kiss in the woods. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, ooh, this is where we get a little Mari losing it, which I'd forgotten ha- happened this early. Mm-hmm. That she was starting to, like, you know, she thinks something fell on her, which we're not, I don't know that we're supposed to know necessarily that that didn't happen. Yeah. But it feels I, like I a. I don't think it's a big old bug. But it shows how. But she's hearing things and she's yeah. like. You know, something's going on with Mari. She's the one who hears the blood dripping. Yeah. Later. That's what and, I mean. I don't yeah. remember this starting so early where yeah. Mari is like reacting to the environment in a different way than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like hearing and feeling things. But they don't see anything, which is, you know, it could be a lot of things. Yeah. But this is when, and it's Jackie after that little pep talk. Yep. Who proposes. Pep talk yeah. She proposes the seance. Yeah. And everybody's sort of like, eh, I don't know. And she's like, oh, maybe give us life advice. <laughs> this is Harley. The occult is no laughing matter. Yes. Which she's not wrong. <laughs> I never, I was not a fan of Ouija boards. You're like, I'm not fucking with the Ouija board. I'm not fucking with the seance. No. I would have been probably downstairs reading the plane manual. I would have been too afraid to not be where everybody else was. That's true. That's I would have true. been there pretending like I wasn't scared shitless. Yeah. But I would have yeah. been there. For some reason, things like Light as a Feather didn't scare me, but Ouija boards are, uh-uh. If you grew up in the 90s with all of those movies, you know you don't want to summon something mm-hmm. from anywhere else to, like, come into your home or your space. That's why whenever do we played, played seance, we would always call George Washington, because I guess we wouldn't be, I, who would be afraid if George Washington showed up? You know, what's he going to do? Cross a river? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, I never, cause you know, famously I don't love horror movies, but when I was a kid, I watched a bunch of them cause my friends mm-hmm. did. And there was like mm-hmm. the, you know, uh, like all these ways you could summon evil in those movies. Totally. You know, what's the one where you look in the mirror and you say bloody Mary. That's the one bloody Mary. There's also like, isn't there Candyman? Was another Candyman, one. Same. Like there's yep. 
Yeah, there's all these like things you can like Candyman by. I don't I don't think Candyman was um like legend before the movie. I think that one was sort of like backformed, but mm-hmm. Bloody Mary certainly. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't do that. Why would you do that? Why would you risk it? <laughs> no, thank you. This is when Misty brings Ben the poison tea. Jackie and Shauna are setting up our little our little seance site with their little candles. It's the first real acknowledgement we get of the symbols, right? And they're yep. setting up placed on those. And the way she says on the symbols that are already there is like kind of puts us in the mind of like something like this has maybe happened here before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like what was the guy doing in that right. cabin that he had right. symbols carved into his floor and like exactly. in the area they found him dead. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, the finding him dead with the symbols around him is very reminiscent of Travis. Totally. Also, and there's, which I we're mean, still the, and, figuring out in this episode. Right. But the fact that it is in this episode where we get that, that new information says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like, tying past and present together in general in this show but this episode specifically feels like there's a lot of it that i didn't recognize earlier Mm -hmm. so like talking about the symbols in the attic and them also in the same episode figuring out the symbols Mm -hmm. like around where travis died and then all the stuff with with shauna and callie later we did skip over (laughs) Sometimes the show is so careful and clever and subtle. And other times there are jokes like she brings him the tea to help with the swelling mm-hmm. in, in, your, in leg. your leg. Yeah. This is, we get even more of the, of the Nat and Travis flirting. They're cute here. Yeah. They, it's, it's very I, teen flirting. They really flipped the switch on Travis for us after last week. Once yeah. he tells her why they called him Flex. That, that's all it took, apparently. Uh-huh. You can be a misogynistic dick and exactly. uh, reveal one little harm that's been caused to you. I mean, his mm-hmm. dad's dead also, but. Right. Yeah. But that does that's not the thing he's struggling no. with in this. He's struggling with the fact that they call him Flex. Teen bullying. Uh-huh. Yeah. But they do. They do have a kiss here. Yep. Yeah, notably, he's sabotaging her shooting. He takes the bullet out of the gun when she's, like, shooting, trying to shoot a groundhog. Well, that's what I mean, that they must be doing pretty well. You wouldn't be fucking around. Exactly. With with that if you were. Totally. Yeah. Um, When we're at the seance right after this, there's some interesting language. Mm -hmm. So Jackie's marking everyone with deer blood, and she says it's a classic witch recipe. (laughs) It's such a, like, kids making mud pies. Yeah. It's like making spells out in the woods as a child, not actually knowing what you're doing. Classic witch recipe. Yeah. Except it's with blood of a deer that you had to shoot because you were going to starve otherwise. Exactly. She also, when she's, like, doing her incantation, she calls this, she says, uh, she's invoking the keeper of this wild and hidden place, which I Uh thought was interesting. Like, hidden is an interesting word to be using Uh here. Like, totally. if, if I'm crashed in the middle of the woods, hidden is not the word I would use. Yeah. Like, it just feels too cute. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're hidden in the woods as opposed to like, we're so, fucking stranded and starving. Yeah. Yeah. And also that they think of Jacques as the keeper. Mm-hmm. Cause that's who they're calling in. Right. Like, yeah. or are they, Hmm. There are a couple of ways to, to look at this because it's not uncommon for a, a movie that would be like this, mm-hmm. where people think they're calling in 
something more benevolent. Right. And what they actually call in is something much darker. Yeah. Because they're acting as if Shauna is Jacques speaking through Shauna. Yeah. Right. So he's kind of already there. Right. And what comes in after yeah, is through, maybe darker. No. Yeah. 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 This is a, this is such a specifically yellow jacket scene because mm-hmm. it's mixing like horror humor, like just teen girl nonsense, like the unknown. Mm-hmm. It's everything together. Exactly. Like the fact that the first question they ask is, did OJ do it? Mm-hmm. Is like, it's perfect. Yeah. And then, follow, you know, the bookend to that is Javi. Like, are we all going to die out here? Die. Yeah. It's like, right it's like okay, Javi. <laughs> Let's. Yeah. We were having fun. Uh huh. You kind of missed the memo on that. We wouldn't have won nationals, we learn. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, Misty. Asks yeah. if the person who she likes likes her back. Uh, and of course we know it's Ben. I feel like yeah. there was a lot made here of the fact that when he asks that question, the knife makes either an eight or an infinity sign. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like, are you trapped out here forever? Right. Right. Did that kind of open up those conversations, those theories on Reddit that they never actually made it out? Yeah. And that all of the stuff in the future is really yeah. like them living out their last. Which. You know, I don't think is the case, but there's a lot of, I think my main argument for why it's not the case is just the creators and their general vibe. Because, like, (laughs) I think that they're not going to do something that, uh, I don't want to say easy, but that pat, you know, that much of a, but I can see the argument. I can totally see the argument, especially because there are lines later in season two about like, you know, like maybe it's not an exact quote, but I feel like one of them says something like we never really laughed or mm-hmm. or just something very like yeah. lost yeah. of them. Um, and as the argument has always been, and I think it has in some ways become less so this, but also in other ways more so, you know, is is it trauma? Because trauma, you're also stuck, right? Yeah. Like, right. That and that's what it means, and is yeah. it just that, or is it literally they're still there? Um, yeah, or they all died, and right. this is like what would have happened if they if they had lived. Yeah, there's lots of those sort of like really, I don't want to say heavy handed, but like you know the idea that either they all died or one of them lived and this is the story they're telling themselves or Mm -hmm. like all of those ways that like everything we're seeing is actually false or someone's idea of the truth. I don't think we're going to get that type of resolution, but I don't think so either. And I know I am always harping on lost, but (laughs) I wonder if I would be saying, I don't think so either. If lost weren't a show, like I think for me, I'm kind of like, yeah, but they saw what happened when lost tried it and it would be foolish of them to do something like that, knowing how, um, how risky doing something like that could be. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. But right after that, we get the, the wind picking up and the, we get the point of view of something mm-hmm. flying in through Consuming the window. Zooming in. Yeah. And it throws Lottie into a real tizzy. <laughs> Where she speaks French. All of a yeah. sudden. Yeah. Well, and they immediately, Misty, what do we do? They're yeah. still looking to Misty as the like. Yep. 
problem solver, like the, I don't even know what here. Yeah. But instead, it's Laura Lee in the attic with the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. She tries, we should, okay, so before. Sorry, I jumped ahead because it's my favorite. (laughs) It's so good. It's so fun. Lottie starts her speaking French. Yeah. Which suddenly she knows how to do. Yeah. Even though she sucked. Yeah. At French. And so did Jackie. Yeah. Well, damn Jackie, try not to. Yeah. So good. Yep. But she's saying. Yeah. It wants blood. Or he wants blood. Yeah. It's hungry. You must spill blood or else. All Mm -hmm. of the things that, you know, again, in the same episode, we're seeing spill written on, which we'll get to on Ty's Mm -hmm. house and. It's all, it's all coming together. Yeah. And it's also just to put a really fine point on it. There's so much blood stuff in this show, right? Especially in season two. Yeah. Lottie hallucinating the blood, Mm -hmm. the literal blood, like the hive full of blood. Yeah. And this is the first, the first, like Travis even refers to them as a blood hive. Yes, he does. In this episode. And yep. the fact that all of that starts with the, I'm calling this the period episode, is yeah. interesting. I don't know. Yeah, no, I was reading um, something on a website called QueerHorrorMovies.com, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. They do they did a Yellow Jackets recap. Oh, cool. And it's there's a little bit about this episode where it says, on one hand, you can read what happens in the attic as sort of a group hysteria as the titular blood hive feeds on each other's heightened emotional state. Mm-hmm. But even Natalie and Travis's discussion while out hunting hints at the way gender politics and superstition feed off of each other. Be right. it zoology or anthropology, there's a long history yeah. of hiding away and blaming women who are on their menses. Right. Which, right. Because, and because this was written by a man, he spelled it M-E-N-Z-I-E-S, like like the Menziger. <laughs> The Menzies. Hey, why aren't Menzingers fans called Menzies? <laughs> that really made me laugh. It's such a great point that I just like totally jumped over because of the way they spelled it. It's such a well-reasoned argument that at the end he just spelled Menzies wrong and I lost it. But that's so funny. But still a good point. But yeah, it's it is it is and it's an extremely good point. Yeah. And it's something the show is so good at is how much of what is happening to these girls is a is a product of their relationships with each other with what the outside world places on them yeah like it over and over and over again we see this and a lot of that feels very 90s to me in a way too like Mm -hmm. i think that there was a lot of focus in the 90s on like girl power and like we've talked about the like no doubt of it all with like Mm -hmm. gwen stefani being this very palatable version of of like a like feminist but still like youthful and pretty and like not Mm -hmm. dressing for the male gaze, but also kind of dressing. There's just like so much of this happening at this time. Right. That it just really feels like it, it's conscious of that. Mm -hmm. I think that's absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, This scene with Ben, you already mentioned he does throw up, but it is, it's it's another, it's very exorcist. The show's so funny with the way they layer this stuff because it's like, yeah. Laura Lee is upstairs performing an exorcism. Yeah. Using ben, the words from the sh- from the movie. Literally from the movie. Yeah. Ben projectile vomits. Yeah. So it's like he's been exorcised. Yeah. But the reason he's throwing up is because one of the girls upstairs poisoned him. Yeah. Yeah. And I know no, that's all obvious. Like once. that's what happened. But yeah. like it's just so it's so funny and it's so messed up and it just yeah. is everything I love about this show. Yeah. It's like all happening at once. And then <laughs> Lorely throws the Bible. So funny. When the exorcism doesn't work, she just literally throws the book at her. Yep. And, and it works. It works. Lottie's like, <laughs> what, like the what the hell, Lorely? 
what the hell laura lee is one of my favorite lines uh it's really good because she goes from like speaking and intoning in french to Uh like a total teenage girl again yeah what the hell literally she snaps out of it yeah and goes back to being it's really good it makes me so happy that scene i love it i know it's really funny um we get the aftermath of it afterwards Mm -hmm. where like laura lee is cleaning blood off the floor ben confronts misty it's a calculated risk here jody i know i know but i think he's i think he's taking the the path of least likelihood of poisoning yeah like he's just he's gonna he's gonna just play along poor guy poor ben i mean he's a good actor yeah (laughs) my my sweet misty misty (laughs) horrifying even watching yeah. him knowing he's like totally putting it on, it's gross. Uh-huh. It's but like... it just shows, and knowing everything we know about Ben and where he goes and what he's left behind and all of that, like yeah. he is genuinely afraid of Misty and he has every reason to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it seems to appease her, but also who knows? Like if she knows he's playing along, like. That's the thing about Misty in general is I never know. Yeah. Because as we know in adulthood, she's aware of the fact that people, even the people she considers, like she calls Nat her bestie, but she also knows she's like, well, I had to uh, sabotage your car because I knew you wouldn't be with you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. She knows what people think of her in 2021, and it seems like she knows it also in 96 yeah i don't know that it would matter to misty if ben really felt this way as long as he said and acted as if he did right yeah no i think that's a good point um everyone's laying around this is sort of the end of 96 but they're talking about whatever's quote-unquote up there Mm -hmm. and of course ty is like y'all are nuts nothing's going on i'm gonna go sleep upstairs trying to be brave Mm mm-hmm she, she's like who's it's very jerry Maguire who's coming with me yeah and the way van just looks at her and shakes her head nope no, nope nope but shauna eventually gets up well she says we should go up there with her with jackie like it's both of us or none yeah. of us at first yeah and then we get the split which is mm-hmm. of course foreshadowing yeah this the, is huge yeah the movement from and we we talked about this with the the simple thing of like Ty wanting to lead people to the lake and Shauna mm-hmm. quote unquote siding with Ty, but this is mm-hmm. another sort of Ty pulling Shauna away from Jackie a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you're right. The Ty is the alpha uterus. It's so hard to say. I think she maybe is the, the real uterus. issue is maybe there are two alpha and there can't uteri. Be. There's only, uteri? yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there can only be one alpha uterus. Andrea. Exactly. And they're really fighting it out. And Shauna is the, the pawn yeah over which yeah. we'll we'll find out and right now it's looks like ty is coming out on top in and terms it of seems like she does because you know we have a jackie <laughs> popsicle at the end yeah so but when shauna goes upstairs this is where we realize ty knows that shauna's pregnant mm-hmm. and shauna yeah, she not just to tell flat anyone. out says yeah how yeah. far along are you and then when Ty says, I have a feeling it'll come out one way or another. And it's like the truth, also the baby. <laughs> also the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Not wrong. Man, we were obsessed. I know. With this baby. I know. For so long. Yeah. And I yeah. think we had, I mean, for good reason, but yeah, it is crazy to think like now we just know. Yeah. Yeah. 
this also put me in the mind of that scene. It's in it's in season one. It, it's coming up, I think, where Shauna and Ty in the in twenty twenty one end up like I think they're in. Does Ty stay at Shauna's? Mm-hmm. house yeah and they're like in bed of kind of like what she's doing yeah that's right and they're like kind of like like giggling and like having like a yeah and it's like party this is, vibes yeah which they've been doing yeah since 1996 Aww. and it yeah it really makes me feel for the two of them yeah it also makes you realize like so much of the first season was set up around shauna and jackie as these like best friends soulmates like mm-hmm. two peas in a pod whatever mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it but really over the long haul ty and shauna are are that in a way yeah yeah you know like when they're talking in that scene you're mentioning in shauna's house and they're talking about like what they were going to do versus what they did and mm-hmm. there's just this like there's a difference between like your high school best friend and the romanticization of that relationship versus right. someone who has actually known you for like 20 plus years, even if it's not like that same intense romantic friendship, it's like the longevity of like knowing each other over a long period of time. Right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And yeah. that's true. Even if your first high school best friend didn't freeze to death out. Yeah. In the, even if, even if that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. That's still true. All right. In 2021, Shauna and Adam are going at it. Not everything. Literally. But Shauna's story in this episode is everything to me. It's, like, it's so good. It's so good. And Melanie Linsky is just. She's like, perfect. Killing it with the perfect tone of like impish, like frightening sweet she, she does it funny all, all of it and all some of it. of it all at the same time yeah like she's just perfect yeah yeah but she's yeah. texting adam in the kitchen as the toast burns mm-hmm. she's a distracted housewife now yes yes thinking about her her boyfriend and when they can mm-hmm. meet up mm-hmm. which to be honest it's a little reckless to be like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to ditch Halloween with the family and, like, yeah. lie to my husband about a book club on Halloween. None of this makes okay. any sense. No, She's it being really careless. But I feel like Jeff is distracted enough that he doesn't really think about it too much. We get one of your – it's one of my two, but I, I think of this as, like, one of your quintessential Yellow Jackets lines yes. is in this scene. Yes. Yes, it is. The people who matter recognize Daria. Okay. <laughs> Sean is right. She's right. She's and very it's right. so – much more fun to watch these scenes with Callie now that I love her so much because I'm like, yeah. And knowing what it, what it like, cause, cause she says like our daughter is an asshole to mm-hmm. Jeff, but it's like, Sean is so you're, are you. Yeah. You're an asshole too. She like, learned it from you. Yeah. She so learned it by I'm, watching you. Exactly. I am yeah. not upset at all watching Callie except there's one thing in this episode that is, she crosses a line. She doesn't realize it's a line she's crossing really. Yeah. Um, Though it's still kind of a jackass move in the first place, but yes, yes, but I don't, I, I just feel so differently watching her in these scenes with Shauna this time around. Yeah, like she's she's fully justified in most of her mm-hmm. her behavior. Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. it funny that Shauna is the one who says the she's the only one in this family who thinks that actions should have consequences? Yeah, yeah, 
I know there's a lot of those lines where now you're like, huh, interesting. Yeah. I also, Although I guess no, she's that. got like the ultimate action having a consequence with Jeff's baby in the woods. So maybe it's actually not. It seems funny for someone who's cheating on her husband actively to say that but she does think he's cheating on her and she kind of thinks the reason she's justified in cheating on him yeah is because she thinks he's cheating on her and that their relationship started with the two of them cheating on jackie so it does kind of yeah no it does check out it does there's another one of my like sort of low-key favorite lines in the same scene uh-huh. where she says that the book club is the opposite of a sausage fest. And Jeff just kind of quietly is like clam bake. <laughs> he, like, he thinks about it for a second. It's like, what would yeah. that be? And she's like, yeah. no, no, don't, don't. It's so perfect. That's so Come on. funny. You got to appreciate it's... Jeff's little lines. He, he just can't it's help great. himself. No. They're reading the girl in nope. the train window. Window. Yeah. Yeah. So many references in this episode to other, like, to other pop culture things. Like, uh-huh. within one scene. It's like Daria, yeah. those books. Like, those right before books. that, we had the Exorcist stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we said this. We're going to stick with, like, each character and go through the whole thing with them. So mm-hmm. we're staying with Adam and Shauna at the club in New York. She's feeling Why? old. Why? Yeah. And she should. So should Adam. Yeah. He is also too old yeah. to be here. Too old to be Why there. Why does he take her to this club? Yeah. So this is this is what I mean when I say I'm more suspicious of Adam this time around than I was last time. It's like a every, bad idea. Well, it's not just that. It's the club that her daughter is at. You think and like, he... So I don't think this, but it is so tempting for me to be like, I don't trust Adam. I trust him less now than I used to mm-hmm. for some reason. I've gotten more suspicious this rewatch. Mm-hmm. And like... New York City is not a small place. Could be Philly. We don't know what city. It's New York. New York City is not. Do you a- know how, how expensive? You might know better than I would. I know they make a big deal about these pre-offs for the Uber to the city. and hmm. But how expensive? Probably quite expensive. Because I, like, here's what I know. Uber didn't Taking, exist when I lived in the city. But, but I can tell you, ta- I live in Philadelphia in the burbs. Mm-hmm. It's. Depending on who you talk to, they would say it's not the burbs of Philadelphia. It's the city proper. We are, I am as far away from center city, but I'm mm-hmm. still in Philadelphia. And I can tell you, if I want to take an Uber from my house to the train, it's like 50 or 60 bucks. Yeah. And I'm not going through a tunnel or over a bridge. And I'm not going With from a North. huge toll. It could easily be a hundred or more dollars. Yeah. Yes. And there's like, I don't care what the blackmail level ends up being. Like. That's expensive. I just, yeah. And I, I don't know that we're like, if I'm thinking too much about that or not, Probably, but it could but... be, but it could be Nork. It could be, they could be going to party at a warehouse in Nork. I don't no. know. You don't no. think so? There is not one person that grew up anywhere near <laughs> North Jersey that has referred well, to the city. County girls. Close so, enough. That is referred to the city as anything other than New York no. City. And it's, I mean, I'm I'm getting a little yeah, overly whatever about it because here too, the city from, but but my actual argument, the only reason I said Newark is so that I could follow up and say, or it could be Philly. It's not Philly. Could be Philly. It's not Philly. It's so not Philly. What does Monmouth County consider the city? Because that's New a North South Jersey test. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's so far. But. But it is there are train, right? Trains that go there, but like, that's what I mean. Yeah, what, 
if I were Shauna, I'd be like, take the train, take the fucking train. Yeah. Well, and Adam drives them in. How expensive would an Uber be in my head? I'm like, from Monmouth. I'm sorry. Let's find out. Let's just find out real quick. Yeah. Let me just call an Uber. Well, the other thing about it being New York City that is really, like, unfathomable to me and makes me suspicious of Adam is how do they end up at the same Halloween party? The odds of that are so slim. In New York City. Like, it's... It's... Nearly impossible, unless and like Adam already of, knows, right? Adam already knows who she is, that she has kids, and is somehow like in in on all of this. Knows where Callie is. I don't know. I know that it's crazy, but it's like there's I, no I, fucking way they it's end up either, at the same warehouse party. It's either crazy or it's lazy. In my head, that's Brooklyn. So let's just say an Uber to Brooklyn. Okay, it could be. I guess yeah. it could be. It could be Manhattan, but I think that would be... Jersey Girls in the 90s would not have gone to Brooklyn. Oh, okay. this isn't so the 90s, though. This, this is 2021. They You're would right. absolutely go to Brooklyn. Yeah, they would. Um, You're right. Right right now at 150 on a Sunday, yeah. not on Halloween night. I know I'm overthinking this. It's $150 to go. So, like... Yeah. I would say way more, like... You could put another hundred dollars on that. I'm yeah. again, maybe I'm overthinking it. I'm sure that I am. So, but it's either like you said sus- first. Uh, now I'm talking about twelve different things. The stuff with Adam is either suspicious or lazy. The stuff with Callie, I'm certainly overthinking. Yeah. I just don't know well, where this, else they'd okay. be going. This and now we're really getting into the weeds. But this to me would be an argument that these are Bergen County kids. Mm-hmm. And not Monmouth. I think the more I think about it, I think maybe Bart and Ashley are purposefully making because they've said like it's yeah. we know it's a fictional town. Yeah, they didn't need to do that. Yeah, except that it makes it very you can do a kind of right. amalgamation of things, which I think is actually what's going on. Yeah. You can't really say it is or isn't Bergen or Monmouth, whatever. Right. Um, I thought about this too. We'll get to Ty, but when she's talking about. Um, her polling she talks about in the suburbs as if they're Mm -hmm. not and it does look like she's in more of an urban area yeah and i wondered if that's supposed to be like jersey city or something in my head ty is in jersey city i don't have any real reasons other than it like you said like it kind of looks like i know they didn't film in jersey city so just but it's implying some sort of more city area in new jersey and it doesn't strike me as newark yeah no I, i think Jersey City is more like... Could it be Patterson? Up-and-coming professional. It's definitely not Patterson. Well, hold on, though. Here's what I know about Patterson most, is that the streets are weirdly empty. That's what we learned (laughs) watching Patterson the movie. Right, nobody really And when she's she's outside, it's just her and a wolf. Yeah. So, it could be Patterson. It could be, but I don't think that it is. I think that she and Simone would... If you didn't listen to our Patterson... um, Oh, yeah episode please know i know there are people in patterson yes it's just that's a reference to the movie yeah anyway no i think that in the world of this show simone and ty would be sort of a part of the wave of like upper middle class professionals that moved into jersey city in Mm -hmm. like the mid 2010s Mm -hmm. we don't know what university simone teaches at just that she's a she's rising star a in, their, yeah. in their complete department right yeah which in my brain it was Rutgers, but me too just because it's 
you know, they mentioned Rutgers in the show multiple times. So, but yeah, Anna, Adam and Shauna at this party to me, I'm just like, there's something's not right. Yeah. He mentions being at Pratt. He tries to have them wear those masks and she's like, I'm not feeling it. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, even, even when this episode came out, we had seen the pilot where they're all wearing these like horrific animal masks yeah and so kind of made she... that connection of her being like um oh, no this not little paper up. thing from party city is not it's not up to my standards <laughs> yeah that's what it is yeah <laughs> there's no real animal uh, pelts used in this uh-huh. paper mask if i'd known i would have whipped one of my own up real quick you yeah. should have told me i would have brought i would have brought out the rabbit skins in my uh, basement <laughs> they do look so out of place again mm-hmm. both of them it is so yeah. weird. It's such a weird choice on his part. And I we should be moving on. And I know you were trying to move us on past it, <laughs> past it. But it is crazy that they ended up at the same friggin' party. I know. She's supposed to be what? Like in high school? Even if we're suspending our disbelief yeah. for this show, which I know is hard for me sometimes. Yeah. Like I'm getting in the weeds about how expensive an Uber would be to New York if that's where they're going. But even even if... How do you have that happen? Because it could have just as easily happened. Shauna and Adam are driving back from wherever they went. And they, she, like, Shauna realizes that Callie is out past curfew because she sees her getting dropped off on the corner or mm. something. Like, mm-hmm. it's still, it could have happened any other way. Right. But, yeah, having them run into each other at that party, it's sort of like, it's such a coincidence that it either is, like you said, it's either lazy or it means something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wrote in all caps, why are they at the same party as Callie? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Shauna hallucinates Jackie, sort mm-hmm. of, sees, sees Callie dressed mm-hmm. as a yellow jacket and follows her. Well, and she did just last week, I think it was last week, it might have been the episode before, but I think it was last week, um, was hallucinating Jackie. It was last week when she and when Adam were... were out on the bridge. Yep. So it's... Yep. Yeah. And uh, I love that Kelly's on Molly here. It's the, the Sarah Desjardins, I think is her, is her name. The way uh-huh. she, the way she uh, approaches this scene is really like funny f- to me. Philadelphia Flyer. He was one of my favorites. Eric oh, I Desjardins. remember him. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't think like they're related. No. <laughs> you never know. But yeah, the way she's acting being on molly is really funny to me here and i love that she has she clarifies it for her mom she's like ecstasy because <laughs> it's, it's a generational thing yeah <laughs> yeah um and she's like <laughs> she <laughs> just her saying is that your lover mm-hmm. um Oh wait, it's another great shot on the line. She clarifies ecstasy. She says, "Where are you take? Where do you think we're going? The after party? Yeah, we're going home. Yeah. Also, the like sitting. It looks like they're sitting on a curb or something mm-hmm. talking, which mm-hmm. is very. I don't know. It feels very appropriate having mm-hmm. like a serious conversation outside on a curb in the city. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. feels like real. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're waiting for an Uber." Like a very Probably. expensive Uber. A very to go expensive home. Uber. Callie is kind of an asshole here because she's like, she, yeah. what she's saying is like, why would this younger? She doesn't say this, but what she's saying is, why would this younger hot guy be interested in you? It's probably only because he knows 
your yellow jacket. Yeah. Which, I mean, this is an important moment, though, because mm-hmm. it's like, how has it not occurred to Shauna? Yeah. That it she's also seems like Shauna's never Googled herself before. Right. Which, that's a little suspect also. Like, yeah. She's such but, a weird combination of, like, cunning and so dumb about things. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I find it believable. I'm not saying it's not, like, that it doesn't feel real. She's cunning, but also underestimates the people around her, I think, is the problem. Hmm. Because she's so cunning. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's why she's not suspicious of Jeff cheating until it's right. Uh, we know he's not. But, like, until it's right in her face. And yeah. So I could see she's like, I'm in control, so I don't really need to worry about what other people are doing yeah. until I need to. Is maybe what that is. But she also just has some real blind spots and mm-hmm. is very careless. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's interesting to me because it ring, it kind of rings true. Like, I, she feels like a more fleshed out character, I think, than a lot of them because she has multiple sides to her personality. Like, mm-hmm. she can expertly skin a deer, but also is, like, making just the dumbest mistakes in lying mm-hmm. to her family. Mm-hmm. The scene made me cry this time. Oh, really? And it's by, because I love Callie so much now, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. But when she says, you guys never do, she... Uh, Shauna tells Callie that she's wearing Jackie's uniform, mm-hmm. and Callie thought she was wearing her mom's uniform. Right, still, which is so tasteless. Yeah, she still is dressed up like a dead yellow jacket. Yeah, like she's got the zombie makeup on and all. Yeah, she just didn't realize she was wearing a dead girl's uniform. Yeah, it's fucked up to begin with, and it's more so when it's Jackie's mm-hmm. uniform. But she does actually seem, uh. Like, a little remorseful now. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, fuck, I didn't know. You guys never talk about her. That's when I started to, she just. Yeah, well, she, like, there's a moment where she is very, she drops her, like, obnoxious teen facade. And you realize that she knows how fucked up her mom is. Mm-hmm. That it's not that she's, like, just an angry teen, but she's probably like this because her mom is just broken. Mm-hmm. You know, like she says, you're not Okay. Right. Like, you're so not okay. Right. I think the Molly helps her connect here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know that they would have been having this conversation so yeah. blatantly and so vulnerably if uh, she weren't on know. Molly. But Also, this is before we knew, obviously, that Jackie had died. But we find out that Jackie's parents gave the uniform to Shauna for Jackie's mm-hmm. 40th birthday. Which is... I keep like putting myself, try to put myself back in the mind frame of somebody mm-hmm. watching it then. Cause it's like, cause I'm like, oh, this is where we get confirmation that Jackie died. Right. Right. Like why else would, but then I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be, what if actually she went crazy? Right. right. And there's a scene later where she's in like a mental hospital and they go visit her. Yeah. And that's why. There were why. so many possibilities Or she open. died. Yeah. She died the year that she turned 40 and that's right. when she like, who knows? Yeah. Because like her 40th birthday, she could still be alive. You phrase it when you phrase it that way. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. But so I think many this options. is. But don't you think this is the moment we all kind of consider as confirmation that. Yeah. Jackie dies. Yeah. I do. I love this part, though, because we get the confrontation between Shauna and Callie. And Callie is back to herself. The Molly has worn off. She needs some Pedialyte. She's trying to blackmail her mom. Uh-huh. You, you just, she's forgotten. You don't fuck with Shauna. You don't fuck with Shauna. And it's funny, too, because we see her try the blackmail thing again later with fucking detective mm. shitbag. Mm-hmm. And she kind of succeeds, sort of. 
then. Yeah. yeah not with Shauna. <laughs> it's so good. You really think for a second, maybe Shauna's stuck. Like yeah. for half of one second, maybe. Yeah. Mutually assured destruction. I also, the real, the real move here is when Shauna like calls her bluff and like calls Jeff in and is like, Callie needs to tell you something. That's bold. Cause it is. Cause you think like, nah, it's, that's the line of Shauna, not mm-hmm, the like levels that Shauna will go to. It's that, that like makes her showing up at the body shop in season two with a gun. <sighs> Oh, makes God, I sense. About that. You know yeah. what I mean? There are yeah. no lengths to which Shauna will not go to protect herself. Um, and yeah, she's like, go ahead. Right. Cause at first, cause you could stop before, you. before she calls Jeff in yeah. and then you have to trust that it worked and that Callie isn't going to spill, but she tests her right then and there. Yep. She's yeah. Dead. Calls him right in and she sees that she's in that spot. Sean is the alpha uterus here for sure. Because, because. Yes. Callie could have said, Callie is like so tail between her legs here because Callie could have said, oh, nothing or thank you for, you know, sorry, I missed curfew last night. But she like really kind of yeah. like is like, I, I keep wanting to say like put her tail between her legs, like has her belly up. Like she's like, yeah, she's so afraid of Shauna in this moment that she really yeah. is so honest. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. She tells her dad that she snuck into the city and did drugs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And such a Jeff response. He's like, <laughs> Lying is really uncool. Like, <laughs> okay, Jeff. Good, good parenting there. He's good a job. bad parent, but a good dad, maybe. Like, I don't know. Yeah. He's a loving but ineffective parent, I think. He's definitely willing to let Shauna be the bad guy all the time. Yeah, exactly. And just, you know. And Shauna will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the only other time we see them in this episode is at the very end. And we see Shauna Googling herself. I cannot believe she has not Googled herself. That seems crazy, right? Yes. Like, I've Googled myself. Yeah. I do, like, I think... I do it a lot, actually. <laughs> well, it makes well, because sense. my art stuff. Like, yeah. I'm trying to see what, what comes up to the top. She also has... She doesn't have, like, a common name. Do you know no. what I mean? It's like Shauna Sadecki. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I Google my name, there are a bunch of Andrea Quinns mm-hmm. who come up first. So I don't really. But like, yeah, it just seems like. Yeah. No, Shauna has a, a name like my full name, which is yeah. very uncommon. Jo- Jody Sadecki. It's a yes. really weird coincidence. Yes. It's strange. Um, so let's move on to Nat. Um, I noted again that she's watching something about UFOs and wondered <laughs> You know, there's been conversation about, like, what are the supernatural things? And it's definitely UFO stuff comes up on this show Uh occasionally. So I don't think it has Uh, anything to do with it, but. Maybe she's been replaced. It's just, it's a hotel show, you know? They're, like, if I'm in a hotel, I'm watching Ghost Hunters. Like, it's just going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, I just spaced. Kevin is so awkward with her. He calls and says, glad I caught you, which Mm -hmm. is such a weird thing. Like, as if as if he doesn't know that Nat is waiting for these results. And also, like, glad I I don't know. It's just such a weird. Yeah, that's not a thing with cell phones. Like, no, glad I caught you where? Yeah, he's definitely he's awkward throughout this whole conversation. 
Yeah. But he tells her that he got Travis's file and the talks was clean and that, she, you know, maybe it will, like, put her mind at ease, which it mm-hmm. definitely won't. No, because it's all the more proof. Yeah. And it lends it the theory for me, too, because I'm like, oh, the fact that he did it, like. Sober. Sober is, is you know. Yeah. Does feel unlikely. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I just I was just looking ahead at the next bit where she calls. He tries to ask her out again. She bails on the call, but then she calls. I don't blame her. Like I'm like poor Kevin. He knew he was getting set up, but he still had to try. Yeah. But I, her being like, gotta go. Interference. Getting another call. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're breaking up. I'm I'm going through a tunnel. Yeah. In a very expensive Uber. Yeah. Exactly. Um, But I was laughing because I looked ahead and saw that Misty is listed as don't pick up in her contacts. Which is great. The idea so of like going funny. to your contacts and calling the person that you've labeled don't pick up. Uh-huh. Like that's that's just funny in and of itself. And Misty is in a cat costume at work. <laughs> this scene is also great. Misty wants an apology. Yeah. Yeah. This is so like the playfulness with which she turns off her patient's heart monitor. <laughs> It's just like to fuck with these kids. Yeah. Oh, she's such a demon. Everything about it, Misty dressed up in a cat costume and the Halloween scrubs. So she's like leaning into the holiday. Yeah. At, like just so callous about this woman. Yeah. Like everything about it is so good. Yeah. Code blue, code blue. <laughs> doctor, doctor. <laughs> and the kids run out screaming. It's perfect. Yeah. God, Yellow Jackets is a comedy. I just, yes. I don't think I've said that yet this rewatch this but, or this episode at least, but it's a hundred percent the show's a comedy. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. But Misty is like, yeah, okay, I'll get, I'll get in touch with my, my source. Mm-hmm. Stallion 99. Stallion 99. She shows up at Nats and she knocks mm. in like a pattern. <laughs> we don't need a code. <laughs> I love it. But Misty wants so badly to need a code. Uh-huh. And she brings her the nanny cam. Right. As a She's got good news and bad news. And the yeah. good news is the nanny cam. Yeah. I I know I don't know if I would Misty's so crazy that I don't think I would let anything into my home that she brought absolutely but she's also not. so weird yeah that i don't know that i would question her bringing a different like yeah and she does the thing it's not a catalog but she's like she talks a lot around it to yeah. kind of like make nat dizzy with it so nat just kind of sets it down and doesn't really think about it yeah she's like describing the scents and the mm. tropical florals and all that stuff yeah yeah it's like sort of a little sideshow to distract exactly yeah um, but she says that the contact wants to be in person, and that's like, all right, yeah. That's like, let's cool, fucking let's do, do it. it. Let's fucking Great. go. I'm gonna siphon some gas <laughs> in the parking lot from her own so, car. So badass. <laughs> Put it in the ther- the thermos uh-huh. that they're gonna sneak into the bar that nobody is in. Yeah, totally empty bar. Yeah, Stallion ninety nine in African gray, of course. There's a lot of leopard print in this episode. That's wearing huh. a leopard print jacket. It's there. It's everywhere in like shoes, clothing, the, like, animal print in general. So much animal print. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of that is the jersey of it all. 
but part of it is that these are people i mean there's like references to wildness everywhere like we we'll get to it with ty but like i was reminded again that sammy's fucking bedspread has like a like a forest print on it like with little owls and stuff i just don't understand yeah and like one of the rooms in ty's house has like a jungle print wallpaper like it's just these people i just think i would want to be in the most clinically sparse Mm -hmm. (laughs) industrial real modernist yeah yeah cold yeah (laughs) not cold like spare kind of sterile is the right word yeah yeah Yeah, sterile exactly that's what i was looking for thank you yeah yeah but in my notes i just wrote they threatened to set him on fire and he hands over a flash drive (laughs) right yep basically (laughs) you should ask that guy out you You have so much in common (laughs) i love i love Uh, when that like digs digs at misty mm mm-hmm and yeah, so they get the file and they go back and they're looking over the autopsy photos and Nat can't help but like kind of flash back to, you know, a happier hmm. time where Travis is, you know, still alive. This also comes right after, I think, the scene in 96 where the two of them are getting together. Nat tries to shoot the groundhog. Travis has the bullet. He chases her. They kiss. And then immediately it flips to her so picturing the, him as an adult in bed. That's right. Yeah, so that juxtaposition is really sad. Yeah. Um, but as she's kind of flashing back and forth between a live Travis in these pictures, that's when Misty notices the wax symbols. Which, it, come on. I know, I know, I, I, this never works for me. It's, it's like a like constellation make... that you look at and you're like, that's a horse. You're like, yeah. no, it's dots. Like, you it's just like... put a horse on top of those dots. And I'm sure there are versions of this that couldn't make the symbol. You know what I mean? Like, Uh if there were five wax spots in a row, then fine. But, like, this could be so many. Yeah. So many things. This was just, like... And you see that in the background watching her do it. And just, like, Mm -hmm. you can kind of feel the mood, like, shift. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I I was like, eh, okay. And we don't know. So we just talked about what actually happens in that scene. Well... We reviewed that scene in light of all of the information we've been given so far. Mm-hmm. We, because from what Lottie has told us, which we know we can't take for fact. Right. But what we have seen is Lottie shows up after Travis is already there. The candles are already burning. He's he ready to go. He set it up himself, we think. So, yeah. right. As far, but what we know, though, is that Travis... <laughs> I really, the more and more I think about it, think Lottie's group did have something to do mm-hmm. with it. Because we know how much she loves the symbology mm-hmm. of all of this. And it's my favorite scene in this whole series is when we get that aerial shot at her campsite or whatever oh. is laid out with the symbol. Like, she fucking loves it. She yeah. can't get enough of the symbol. I know. I know. And it's just like, I also think, like, even if Travis... She's telling the truth about Travis thinking you need to get as close to death as possible, all of that. Mm -hmm. The candles don't fit in that, do they? So what's weird here is, you know, there's a lot has been made of Nat saying Travis didn't believe in any of this shit. And I think that we see actually that's 
maybe right. not true. Like, right. at least in, in part. That's a really good point. I you feel know? like, I, yeah, I don't remember exactly, but I, now that you're saying that, I'm remembering us having this conversation and one of us being like, Nat said Travis didn't believe in that shit, but we see here that he definitely did. Yeah, that he I, at least has an openness to it and he's being kind of torn between Lottie and Nat. Oh, you know why? Because he's one of the ones who takes, like, communion with mm-hmm. Lottie when they go off to the hunt and all. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 No, he definitely like later on in, especially in season two, we see him being kind of torn between the two of them. That's such a good point. Okay. So maybe he did, or even if he was just setting it up to, uh, parallel the circumstances that led to what he thinks of as the yeah. first example of this, because he says we have to get as close to death as possible and they flash back to Lottie, this scene, actually, mm-hmm. or this the seance scene in this episode where she smacks her head against the window. He considers that one Which, of those close to death moments. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think you and I necessarily do, but no. sure. Yeah. But yeah. But so all that to say it is if we're believing what we know so far. Travis is the one who set these candles up in right. the first place. But right. the reason they're gone is because Lottie took them after the right. fact. Yeah. When Nat says Travis didn't believe in any of this shit, Misty says, then why is it in the place where he died? Right. And, you know, I'm, this is what I mean when I say that rewatching has made me more suspicious of people because like, I'm so suspicious of Misty in this moment. I don't know the, like, she seems to be leading Nat into certain observations or certain places. Like we talked about how, when they go to the place where Travis died and see him, like Misty is like kind of pulling her towards it while also being like, don't look, don't look like Mm -hmm. it's just, I don't know. I'm probably reading too much into everything, but I just, I'm finding Misty and Adam both much more suspicious this time around. Yeah. I think we, at the very least, we know that Misty doesn't have any involvement with Lottie's cult. She's right. Yes. But I think she's such a conspiracy theorist that I think I mean she's like got a she's got a hostage basement. Like there's just so many things that mm-hmm. I would not put past her. Mhm. Yeah, I guess we'll see at some point. I don't know. 2025? Maybe. Maybe we'll get it's 2025, I think. I know. I mean, we're halfway through, just about halfway through February at this point. Yeah. We're getting there. We're, we're getting, getting there. there. <laughs> Slowly but surely. I know. All right. Going to tie. She's got bad poll results Holy in the suburbs. Holy moly. Yeah. She's trailing by 20 points in the burbs. Yep. Yep. Which, again, makes me think she's in Jersey City, mm-hmm. even though nobody mm-hmm. cares but me. I care. <laughs> This is where she and Simone are having a little sexy moment and Biscuit is like, who are you? Right. Yeah. But Ty thinks the alarm is because he has also seen the wolf yeah, outside. Yeah, that's very strange. It's Well, it's crazy to me because she must know she's hallucinating. I mean, yeah. But does she, she really goes, think of a wolf on the streets of, like, the city? Right. But... But she goes out there as if she's going to hunt it, and she says, keep the dog inside or don't mm-hmm. let the dog outside, whatever. Yeah, she's fully, so, like, I think what we're meant to believe is that just, like, at the party, there's this, like, slippage between past and present that's happening mm-hmm. to her where she, like, really believes that what she sees is actually there. Right. Right. Even if, 
and this sort of lends itself to the supernaturally of it is that like even if her rational brain knows there's not literally a wolf there there's, there's an active of part of her brain exactly yeah yeah exactly yeah she feels like she's got to go protect her family mm-hmm. and this is when she discovers the spill in red paint right. on the door right it's Which a shocking she... image <laughs> which in the moment i think we're pretty sure we're supposed to believe that Sam, she knows sammy did it but that was high up how oh, you you think in that moment already she thinks it was him no maybe not because they not. discover the paint a little later right 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 yeah it's the paint under the bed that's the that's the clue you're right but yeah i do think that we have had all this buildup of sammy being sort of suspect Mm-hmm. and creepy and weird and so it's totally. very easy when we see the paint to be like oh of course of course it yeah. was the creepy kid oh, who is yeah. far too short to do this without a little ladder out there yeah it makes no sense but but even before that whether we think it's the you know uh bathurst's constituents or what because he's giving this mm-hmm. like tie is keeping a secret from all of you kind of thing so spill right we also know at this point, right. or we don't know at this point in the episode, but now that spill is very, it's probably very triggering for Ty because spill blood, right? You must yes. spill blood is right. Yeah. Yeah. That language is very weighted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, exactly. If Sam was not bullied before this Halloween, they sent that child out. Sandwich is very funny. And if he were 30 years old and wanted to be a sandwich for Halloween, fine. It's so you cannot cute, s- you can- He's like 10 years old. You can't send. Could you imagine? In New Jersey? Yeah, that's Mercilessly true. bullied. That's very and true. rightly so. No, he, you're right. You're right. Fine. He would have been teased mercilessly for that costume. And he would have deserved it. Yeah, no, 100%. I hadn't thought about that because I'm looking at it as an adult, like, oh, he's so cute in that that little costume. But, like, yeah. other 10-year-olds, absolutely not. No. You know they're all dressed up as some, like, you know, video game character, superhero. Yeah, like... they're all fucking Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. And, and the, I almost said Monsters, Inc. What's that? Monster High Dolls? <laughs> like. Yeah. And then he's a Sam sandwich. out trick-or-treating with his parents. Yeah. Sam's sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Can I also, can we dig into this candy for a second? Sure. Did you take a look at that haul? Sort of. It's bullshit. Where were they trick-or-treating? These Nothing parents good? do not love their child. No. It's like all like, um, it looks like saltwater taffy to me, but oh, it's like those, those little like bullshit. Yeah. Like wax wrapped. Right. I did notice the saltwater taffy. Mm-hmm. which is interesting Asbury park maybe they're in asbury park it's not a city but like i could see it has more of an urban vibe to it than i mean urban is a rough word to use there but like it has more going on it's mm-hmm. kind of a city yeah it doesn't when she's outside it doesn't look like asbury park but right. again they didn't film it in new jersey so it's not real there's not going to be a one-to-one right um but i that, think they're the saltwater taffy of it all Maybe they went to Ty's. You know what I could see happening is they took him trick or treating. They went to Ty's parents, and I think they're 
Red Bank, Asbury Park. Mm. I think they grew up in a short town. I don't think Ty lives there now, but I could see them going. We used to go to my Nana Pops to trick or treat. Okay. Because um, then the like parents would hang around with their, you know, so yeah. I could see that being the case. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I just still... hadn't thought about the saltwater taffy, but. I think, I mean, I'm not sure no, that that's I noticed what it, it is. at the time, and I, it, I think you're right. I, mm-hmm. I noticed it. I just didn't register. But either way, it's like, listen, I love saltwater taffy. I'm from, you like, of yeah. course. Yeah. But if I came home on Halloween with a bag full of saltwater taffy, I would be pissed. Yeah. Like, that haul is sad. Yeah, yeah, it is. And six pieces is not very much to eat on Halloween. That's pretty strict. I'm not no. a fan of that kind of parenting. Yeah. yeah. If you want to turn that up for the day after Halloween, yeah. you know, like, but come on. Let this creepy little kid eat himself sick and go to bed with a stomach ache like all the rest of us did. Exactly. <laughs> like, give me a break. Yeah. S- sandwich. Sandwich. And biscuit is uh, a hot dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, poor taste if you're a huh, poor taste. If you're uh if the rumor is that you're a cannibal to send your beloveds out dressed as food. As food. That's really true. I hadn't thought Just about that. None of this is well thought out for Ty. No. Um, she gets a postcard from Bathurst. Mm-hmm. She goes up to put away his costume, and this is when she sees the red paint under his bed. Well, it's interesting. Simone is the one in this scene. This is the difference where Simone is the one in this scene who suggests, like, maybe mm-hmm. it's time to teach. She, and she says, spill yeah. about. And for Simone, it's like, well, you came like, if you're coming from my family, right, right, like, that's why it's not, and for Ty, it's totally politically yeah. motivated. Yeah. I also noticed this time in Sammy's room, there's a f- picture of a pair of red Converse on the wall. Like, what? Huh. When she is standing in his bedroom and looking under the, looking towards the bed and sees the paint behind her is, it looks like either a drawing or a photograph of a pair of red Converse sneakers. What? Yeah. Why? I don't know. But Just, I never noticed it before until and this time. Knowing the how important to us, yeah. anyway, to the watchers, ha, to the people who watch this show, the pink converse, that yeah. close up on them was. That's what I'm saying. That, well, and it's like a lot of his drawings were vaguely yeah. referencing things he couldn't have been. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Their set design, the choices are so baffling. I know. I know. No wonder we're insane about the show. You <laughs> exactly. can't do stuff like that. And they'd be like, what? Yeah. It's just. Yeah. He just happens to have a photograph or a picture of sneakers on the wall. Like, yeah. Converse is... sneakers of all things. Not like, yeah, it makes no sense. It is really strange. This paint is comical. <laughs> it's open. Yeah, it's, there's a little it's pool of on it. The floor. It like might as well have like Sammy's footprints leading yeah. to it. Like it's so obvious. It's as if Ty wanted to make sure that she found it later under right. Sam's bed, planting it for herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. So then I think immediately after that we see her confront Sammy, mm-hmm. and he says, "The lady in the tree did it." You think at this point Ty knows she's the lady in the tree? She must. I don't know. She, kn- she, she still knows she's pretty a oblivious. sleepwalker. I know. It would it would make no sense that she didn't, but at the same time, in watching it, her reaction is very like convincing to me that she mm-hmm. thinks that Sammy's lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think so too. Yeah, but I just am also 
Like how? I know. How could she think that? He but does fine. the classic sweep the table of <laughs> the candy. Very dramatic. Which he, but it's bullshit candy, so I yeah. get it. Maybe he was looking for an excuse. Yeah. It's like, where are the Snickers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is when Ty agrees to drop out. She's talking to Simone, and they're, like, discussing if it's worth it for all and of Simo- this. Simone says a very cryptic, you know you never get the time back. None of us will. Yeah. I and know. Ty's like, I know about lost time, bitch. Like, yeah. I lost 19 months of my life, yeah. but I'm still yeah. climbing trees over it. Like, <laughs> believe me, I know. This is the episode where I was kind of starting to get annoyed with Simone. Mm-hmm. I was like, you, you're very preachy. And mm-hmm. I don't know. But it does come down to we still don't know how much these people know, the people in their lives know yeah. about what what really went on out there. Right. My my feeling is that Simone knows not much. Like yeah, she knows it, it happened, but she knows like the official line, mm-hmm. and that it I was very hard, and they true. starved and scrimped and blah blah blah. Like I don't think she told her the truth. It's so funny because if if that had been me, I would have told everybody I know every detail and made them all swear not to tell anybody and tell them all that I've never told anybody that everybody would know. Everyone would know everything. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think – I also feel like the reason that I fully believe Simone doesn't know the truth is because I don't think that she is the type of person that would have stayed with Ty if she knew all yeah. of that. Yeah, I think you're right. Or at the very least wouldn't have had a child yeah. with her. So Ty's going to drop out. And then we get that scene, which is incredible. It's such a quintessential Ty scene. It does come right after the seance mm. I, I, that feels – um. I don't know. Relevant to me. It's like all of these women are a little possessed yeah. still by something. Yeah. Um, and so. Yeah. And, and do we know when, does Ty ever say whether or not she was a sleepwalker before they got to the woods? She doesn't. I don't okay. think. I didn't think so. Yeah. I think that. She it... seemed to have had a like pretty stress-free life up until that point. Yeah. She seems to have like loving, caring. I know we only have one scene with them, but she seems to have like loving, reasonable Right. Caring parents. Her house seems very nice. But She's she also doing well in school. Had that weird shit with her grandma. That's and a the good hauntedness point. of it. Really good point. And like I don't know that we I don't know that she saw the man with no eyes when her grandma did. I think it was implied that she, that just her grandma saw it because she was like, mm-hmm. What what what's going on? Right. But now she sees him. Mm-hmm. This scene, again, everything is in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you totally see her flip. It's incredible. Just the way that her, Tawny, the way her eyes change. Yeah. And it's, the she even smiles different. Mm -hmm. Like, the look she gives Simone when she, she, like, smiles is, like, chilling. I know. Yeah, she's going ahead no matter what. Mm -hmm. And she knows that it's not what her family wants, but. Right. And she doesn't just say. She's not just redoubling her campaign efforts. She goes and uses the imagery of spill and lies. She knows, even if she doesn't know that she painted it, she at the very least thinks her kid did. Yeah. And unveils it and uses that. Because she could have just not done that. She could have just said, I'm just here to tell you guys, like, Bathurst can say what he wants in these postcards, whatever. But yeah, no, she, she completely takes this 
like thing that either she or her kid did at this point mm-hmm. and is like, I'm going to just use this to my advantage. It's very, I wouldn't say calculated because it seems like it's a spur of the moment switch. To- yeah. But it's very cunning. Yeah. That's maybe the difference. You know how we've been saying all along with this rewatch that like the line between Ty and other Ty is actually much thinner yeah. than we have argued. But there are some moments where it's, even even Ty as calculating and as kind of like uh, cutthroat or whatever she can be. Yeah. There's still a line. And I think involving her family right in this is maybe yeah. the line. Yeah. And you can very much see because she goes up there and she's trying. She's like hearing in her head her her like mm-hmm. calm political voice reading the card. And then it just it flips. And the other Ty says, oh, no, 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 no. There's a guy what? with no eyes staring at you. Like, I still, we've kind of lost sight of Slender Man um, <laughs> in season two. I know we see him in the woods a little bit when she does her sleepwalking, but whatever, whoever, yeah, whatever's going on there. Um, it's still completely seems, a mystery. Yeah. And I don't know what I, what I think. And I know, she, we don't think that little Ty saw that no eyed right. man. Right. But they had to make a choice of how to represent him. And he looks exactly the same to her grandmother as he does to her, for us at least. Mm-hmm. So there's a consistency there that they wanted us yeah. oh, to absolutely. clue into. Um, yeah. And so that also lends itself to the supernatural. Because if it's just Ty hallucinating, right. why would it be exactly the same yeah. as the one her grandmother saw? Right. Epigenetics exists, but it's not usually that specific. (laughs) Exactly. So it's it's interesting um, that they have made this because they didn't have to show him in the grandmother scene. They could have just had her seeing a man with no eyes and we don't get to see it because Ty didn't either. Right. Right. Um, Yeah, no, it's very specific. This whole scene, I could just spend forever here because it is. (sighs) We've made a lot of the whole tie running for office thing Mm -hmm. first first the what's the big deal about this position in particular right like Mm -hmm. she's just a land use lawyer all of that and then also the why would she ever run in the first place knowing she's got the secret history but that's a real question Mm -hmm. because it's so important for her to win so much so that other tie who only steps in when she really needs to, right? Like, she's also the one who puts Simone in a fucking coma. Like, yeah. what is going on with Ty, whether subconsciously, unconsciously, whatever, where she thinks this, getting this position is so important? I know. Like what what I think, is being set up there? Like, my instinct from what the show has shown us is just that she has a side of her that is power hungry in a way Mm -hmm. which doesn't necessarily fit with what we know of her outside of that right at the same time if we think back to our very first episode where she takes out Allie because she wants to win you know it's like that instinctive competitive like I just want to win side of her and we'll do anything it takes but but it seems like power wanting to win all of that is actually jeopardized 
with this kind of career because you know people are going to dig into your past. Right. I don't know how else you get it. And then there's also, which I, I think is what I, how I've justified this when we've talked about it in the past is like the way that Ty seems to have dealt with the wilderness when she comes home is she just puts her head down and acts like it didn't happen and goes right through because there is that scene that we alluded to earlier in this mm-hmm. episode or in, yeah, in this episode that will come up in the next couple of episodes where Ty, Ty and Sean are talking about what they would have done. Right. And Ty's like, oh, I would have gone to blah, 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 and I would have become a lawyer. I would have. And Sean is like, you did all you that. Did, you did all of that. Yeah. And maybe this was part of it, too. Right. They didn't know that she was like all along. She was like, and then that'll become my, you know, my political career will start right. at this point. So she just did it. But it doesn't it doesn't really fly with me knowing how calculating and, and yeah. I just wonder what it like i go back and forth all the time of how much of this is outside influence affecting what's happening to these women and how much of it is beyond what they can understand and blah 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 all of that stuff and this is another one that i i still don't know where i land on it i don't know hmm. yeah i mean i'm inclined to just think that it's like this is what she imagined she would be doing with her life and she's not going to let some little 19 months stint as a cannibal in her past kind of derail her from it. (laughs) And uh, she does have a really competitive streak that she will not let somebody stop her from winning or doing what she wants. Right. And as far as she knows, the only people who know what really happened out there are the other women. And we know that she's already doing the work to see if any of them are going to spill. I think to us, it seems very um, short-sighted to think that if you nail down the few people in the group that you know know about it that no one else is going to because that seems mm-hmm. crazy to me but right but you know that is but, kind of what she's doing mm-hmm. yeah and so we get the very last scene where she shows up at nat's hotel mm-hmm. um i think i think we're supposed to just assume that nat called her to to come over and look at the yeah. photos and mm-hmm. see the symbol at the site of travis's body but they get the blackmail text. And the timing that it gets there as soon as Ty shows up. Hmm. Interesting. The, the only person who knows that they're all in that room together. Is Misty. Is Misty. Yeah. Which we know because she's been watching. Mm-hmm. I know. But we do we do we, know. We know who it is. Oh, yeah. But I just mean, if yeah. you're watching this show not knowing where this is going, of course, now they've set it up where you think maybe it's Misty. Right. Which Nat has been sort of uh speculating because that's she went right to misty's when she got the postcard so right the, the show is also playing with that possibility yeah. with us for sure we do know that jeff sent the texts a hundred percent jeff sent the text and this wraps up for me anyway well it doesn't wrap it up it actually makes it in the conversation about who sent the postcards mm-hmm. Whether you and I have gone back about whether or not Jeff read the journals, whatever. Jeff knows the symbol at the very least. Yeah. Obviously, because he, how long do you think it took him? It's pretty good. It is pretty good. He does a pretty good job. Yeah. The text that they get says, gather 50K cash and await further instructions. Do not discuss with your teammates. I will know. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think, reads to me like I'm not one of your teammates, right? Do not right, discuss right. with your teammates who I am not one of, mm-hmm. you know, which makes sense now that we know that it's Jeff. Jeff, yeah. It's just so funny to think about Jeff typing this. <laughs> like, it's so, 
Like, it is, it's a, well, it's, it is kind of goofy. Like, the fact that he included yeah. the symbol is silly. I know it's so they know this person, I know what happened out there is right. the implication, right? But it is. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little movie villain corny, like, blackmail text. Totally. Yeah. And then we get, you know, we get the reveal that uh, Misty is watching. Through the Why cam. is... If Misty's not the one who sent the text, which we know she isn't, but it could be at this point, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the answer is because Misty's a lunatic and she wants to know what Nat is doing at all times. Mm-hmm. But, like, what is Misty doing? She's just hanging out watching uh, Nat TV. God. Yeah, just seeing what's happening when she's not there. Yeah, because she's surprised that they're talking shit about her. Yeah. She calls her a poodle-haired poodle freak. Yeah, conniving poodle-haired Conni- freak. Conniving poodle-haired freak. Yeah. Also, we see Caligula hanging out with her. <laughs> yeah. African gray. Yeah. But that is the end. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point... Well, we... there's some disorienting cacophonous music. Oh, of course. Of course. Well, we have to start with the women vocalizing hauntingly. and Hauntingly. And end with the cacophonous music. Always, of course. Yes. But yeah, this was a really packed episode. Yeah. Well, and it's halfway through season one that they put all of this in, but yeah. we get so much in this episode. Yeah. It is a lot. But also now I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, when people complained about the slower episodes, this is what they're thinking of for the alternative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? of course this is what you're going to compare it to. I think these last few episodes, if I remember correctly, we're really ramping up. Oh, yes. We definitely are. Yeah, we've got, um, well, so the next episode is Saints. Yeah, so next we have Saints. Yeah, we still have a lot of big episodes to come. Mm -hmm. We've got Mm -hmm. the wolf attack. We've got Doom coming. We've got, like, (laughs) Navigate Love Lost and DIY Surgery, which is, I think, the uh, attempted abortion episode. Like, there's... Mm. We still have the the chase of the blackmailer through <laughs> apparently a glitter factory. Like, there's a lot of big stuff coming up still. Yeah, it gets crazy. Yeah. The fucking reunion. The high school yeah. of them walking in. Like, just. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited. A lot of very, big stuff. Very, excited. Saints, the Yellow Jackets navigate love, lust, and DIY surgery. Yeah. So, this one. Girls tangle with the birds and the bees, navigating love, lust, and DIY surgery. In the present, blackmail bunnies and an icy reunion. Misty prepares for a house guest. Um, oh, ooh. But yeah. Yeah. It's almost yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, little Jessica Roberts. So, yeah. Next week, we've got a little bit of a rough one in moments. I, I think moving forward... They're all a little bit of a rough one in moments. I think that's, that's where fair. we are. That's I think fair. at this point, it's time. We just. Yeah. Yep. Uh, can't it's, wait. Getting, it's getting grim out there in the woods. We should do the thing where we end the episode. Listeners, as always, we love a review. Let folks know you've been listening. Word of mouth is absolutely still the best way. Um to to bring people to your favorite podcast not just for us any of your podcasts that you listen to and love tell folks about them um let us know what you're thinking how you feel about the show anything 
I was going to say predictions, but, you know, <laughs> anything coming up in future episodes that you know are coming up that you really want us to highlight, mm-hmm. anything we missed in our yeah. rewatch recap, let us know. You can find us um, at WatchersPodNJ on Instagram, WatchersPodNJ mm-hmm. at Gmail. We'd love to hear from you. Definitely. And Jody, where can they find you? They can find me at Jody underscore Mim, J-O-D-I-E underscore M-I-M on Instagram. That is kind of the only place I am these days. Uh, Twitter is dead to me. And I just lurk on TikTok. So yeah, <laughs> find me on Instagram. Yeah, I've also pretty much given up on Twitter. Um, I'm at AQ, Andrea Q on Instagram. All right. That will do it for us this week. And we will see you in the woods. In the woods. <laughs>